Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 105 at Edmonton. Cling Cants, uh, Cling, King Clancy, Cling Clancy, uh, King Clancy nominations have just come through, and the orders will uh, be going with Darnell Nurse. Uh, that's who uh, is going there. It's good to know. This is the second hour of Oilers now, and you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. At this time, we're going to go fully interactive for a half hour here. River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement Bet on open 24-7, 365. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. All right, so let's get right to it. Um, This Hour of Orders now brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. And we're going to drop the puck with former defenseman Mark on line number one. How are you, Mark? What's going on? We got you. You know, I'm doing I'm doing great, Bob. How are you today? I'm okay. The sun the sun came up. I mean, it was a tough game last night. A little bit frustrating. <laughs> okay, I'm going to preface everything I'm about to say by saying I don't think it uh, influenced the outcome of the game. They just weren't there last night. Yep. The the problem that I have with it, and I've seen it time and time again. I th- see it through the regular season. You, you, you saw it, obviously, a little bit uh, last night on display. Um, yeah, they don't like to influence the outcome of the game. Unfortunately, that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, I've seen it time and time again where a team will have another team on the ropes, and they're like, well, we don't want to give them another power play because, you know, then this game will get out of hand. And then all of a sudden, the team that's behind will will get a goal and, uh, you know, spark some type of enthusiasm, and now they're back in the game. They're intentionally trying to keep games close. They want parity. The, the more teams that are in it... Uh, he just spot, By players, the way, the commissioner despises the word parity. He'll lecture you on it. Uh, we have competitive balance, is what they'll say. Uh, I would concur, and I use the term uh, managing games... And so the great supporters of the officials uh, that work in the media, some of them who are drinking buddies with the officials, uh, you know, they'll, oh, and the game never gets influenced by an official. Well, actually, like to me, like in basketball, the officials go out of the way to protect the stars. I think we can agree on that. In the NFL, uh, in the 1970s, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, their, their cornerbacks did stuff that, you know, I mean, they were wrestling players 15 or 20 yards down the field, and everybody used a cheap shot and hit corners quarterbacks late. Then the NFL said, wait a sec here, offense is good. It sells tickets. And now you touch the quarterbacks, and sometimes it's a little bit silly. But if you hit the quarterback, you're getting flagged. And if you hit a receiver and he's going for a pass and you give him a headshot, you're you know, it's 15 yards. In college you get targeting and you're out of the game for a half. The NHL is a little bit different. And it has, in my opinion, an egalitarian approach. And I, I sometimes wonder if there's a little bit jealousy of the stars in the National Hockey League as well. And the Oilers have two of the biggest stars in the world. So in last night's game, the Oilers were not good enough, former defenseman Mark. We know that. But in a 1-1 game, six and a half minutes left, four and a half minutes left, they elected not to make calls. And Hyman and Bouchard were compromised the rest of the game as a result of those plays. 
and that's concerning to me. Let's let's say for argument's sake, um, they make those calls, and let's say for argument's sake, Edmonton goes up three to one. Do they win that game? I mean, I'm not saying that that's what would occur, but let's just say that that happens. They have now influenced the game. They've managed the game, and there's an outcome that basically didn't have a possibility of occurring because of what they did. But uh, Frank mentioned this earlier, and and it has to do with uh, this arrogance. This arrogance that the league refuses to admit that they have a problem. No, they've got the best. They've got the best. Okay. As he said, yeah, you, you might have the best hockey officiating. But you don't have the best officiating. Um, you know, there's a way a person can deal with this besides, besides um, uh, you know, the refs and them making a change. And, and you pointed to it earlier when you said, you know, dry side, oh, he's, you know, he's being undisciplined. When the game is completely out of hand, which is what it was last night, I'm at the point where you advocate that you don't take any BS at that point. I think you don't take any BS maybe a little bit earlier. But if somebody slashes you, and, you know, this is where my Sean Connery line comes out. If somebody slashes you, you don't slash them with the intent to get a penalty. You slash them with the intent to send a message. I want that guy feeling that slash for the next few days realizing we're not going to put up with this garbage. Um, no, I, I just think it's disappointing. I, I don't know if the league will ever admit that they have a problem. I, I think they're far too arrogant in their, in their, uh, in their you know, confidence in their system. You and I discussed the uh, Department of Player Safety last week or the week before. I thought they were trying to get knee-on-knee hits out of the game. I thought they they, yeah. uh, they didn't want Did that they not anymore. say at the start of the year they were going to c- call cross-checking from behind? Uh, that's with, the pl- I, with Bouchard. That was a cross-check from behind by Howden, who, by the way, got did get called later in the game for a little bit of a greasy play with Connor McDavid in the third period. By that point, the game was over. So, hey, I got to run. I got a full board. Thanks for the call, Mark. Thank you, Bob. 780-496-0063, River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Brett in Nanaimo on line number two. Hi, Brett. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good, Bob. Yourself? Good. Listen, I, you know... We've all lived through a, a, a lot as Oilers fans. That decade of darkness was terrible. You know, there was a time where I almost bought a Will Acton jersey. So, <laughs> come I'm on, not really concerned come on! You almost you're I like think. you're like what guy, Darcy McLeod, who's listen, he was a huge thought, Leonard Patrell fan. A Will Acton I thought, jersey. I thought Ben Eager was going to be the answer at one point in my life. That's that's how that's how I felt. Being down 2-1 to this team, I'm not worried. We have the two best players in the world. And last night, they all got their lunch handed to them. They all need to be better to a man. They do. They do. That's and, undeniable. Good for you. going to happen. All right. And they're that, going to be better. Brett, keep the faith. Great point by you. 780-496-0063. He was going to buy a Will Acton jersey? Uh, let's go to David on line number three in St. Albert. Hello, David. How are you? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Would you ever buy a Will Acton jersey? I know Will Acton. He's quite a nice fellow, but a Will Acton jersey would not. I actually don't have any Oilers jerseys, so there you Bob, go. I don't own any jerseys either, and I'm okay with that. I don't have any of them. But if jersey collecting's your thing, that's all good, and you should go to Pro-Am Sports if you're going to do it. All right. What do you got there, David? 
Well, a couple things. Uh, about a week ago, you had mentioned some about the 5% or people using 5% of their brain. That's bad. Now I know why LaRock ran you <laughs> on that ice that time when you were playing. It's sometimes just the comments you say. They're a little aggressive, but that's okay, buddy. Hey, so what I said was sometimes the five percenters use only – they're five percent of the population. They, they only use five percent of their brains. And then last night, I, last night I had a guy tweet me uh, who went by 1.6%. And he was just rattled. That's not you, is it? He was just super aggressive. So I wonder, is that no, you? No. Uh, was no, this over Darnell? Look, Darnell Nurse had a bad game last night. He needs to play a lot better. Is that what you're going to no. go with? No, not even close, man. I was talking about the Bouchard thing when it was traded. But so Darnell, yeah, there's more than one guy that has bad games. I yes. think the biggest problem was yesterday, I'll be honest with you. Hyman got hurt early. Okay, and and then yeah, he kept playing, but he was nowhere near. 100%. He was totally compromised, yeah, and he was not on the ice today. And there is no update for him at this time. Uh, I didn't like what I saw out of his stride. That looked like a bad Charlie horse to me. He got need. Yeah. He got need. Like yeah. that's how in the hell do you miss that? I mean, that's see the one on Yamamoto in the corner. I'm like, okay, well, there's four players jammed in there. Stick comes up. I can see yeah. two officials. I how does Hyman? He's got the puck. He tries to hop inside Hag. Hag sticks his leg out. How do I miss that? Like I don't get well, that. He- they missed another high stick after that too, right? And then if you think about it, they got the first high sticking penalty in their favor. So this is what I was taught growing up, Bob, is that when the officials are a little off their game a bit, sometimes you have to wake them up and the coaches maybe fire a couple down their sides just to see if they're paying attention. All right. Thanks for the call, my man. Keep uh, keep me honest, all right? 780-496-0063. We're going to go to Woody on line number four. Hi, Woody. How you doing? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you? Good. Hey, Bob, just uh, about the refs last night. I posted a couple things last night about the very things you said, that they did dictate the outcome by allowing Vegas to stay in the game in the first with those long calls. Also, just with that Kane incident at the end of the period, yeah. I liked it. I sent a message. I played for Bill LaForge, and he used to tell us all the time, <laughs> okay. if you take the cheap ticky you, you realize You realize that a lot of very – the moment you say, I played for Bill LaForge, like there's people – people now, Bill LaForge's son is running the Seattle Thunderbirds who have advanced to the WHL championship, and they probably mm-hmm. have the biggest, heaviest, toughest team we've seen out of the WHL in about 20 years, okay? But Bill LaForge Sr., like you asked Dean Evanson, the head coach of the Minnesota Wild, and he's like, he's old school. So maybe educate just how old school uh, the late, great Bill LaForge Sr. was. Well, he was old school. Dean was my roommate, actually, for a year and a half, but that does matter. Um, he just believed that if you took a cheap penalty, like a ticky-tack penalty, tripping, hooking, whatever, those hurt you. If you took a penalty that caused punishment or what Kane did, you always killed those off because those were sending a message, and I, I was 100% for it. And Bill LaForge, the stories don't do him justice. I'll just say that. I hear what, I, what, do you, I hear what you're saying. And uh, yes, and there's a statue of limitations on everything as well. Thanks for the call, okay? You've got uh, 117 in Edmonton. Uh, let's go to Brian on line number one. Hello, Brian. You're in orders now. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. Good. Um, just wanted to make a couple comments. What One what is, uh, I think there's definitely something in the. Uh, in the travel, when you come back from 10, 10 days on the road, you come back, you know, you're, you're, they're human beings. I mean, I, I think 
the difference you saw in the two games. But then the other thing I was going to say was absolutely, um, if the refs aren't going to call, but what drives me nuts is when there's no consistency. You know, when the when the refs aren't calling uh, a, you know, a high stick, let's say, I mean, they should be called all, all called, but they obviously let two go, and then they called the, the next one on the Oilers, stuff like that. And that that uh, that shot on uh, um, Heinemann, that was so obvious. I mean, he pretty well he, he looked like he tripped him, and he was going for his groin. How do you miss that? Well, I, I mean, again, the problem I had on the play involving Hyman, six and a half minutes left in the game, or six and a half minutes left in the first period, 1-1 one, one score, Bouchard, four and a half minutes, is those, they had the puck. There's no way the officials could have missed. Like, sometimes when there's battles in the corners and sticks get up, like Yamamoto before the 2-1 goal for Vegas, I could see how that one gets missed. I don't know how. To me, there was a decision made, we're not calling this. Like, Edmonton's power play is cooking. Vegas was the least penalized team in the regular season. And no one listening to this show right now, no one listening for one second would be dismissive of how good of a team Vegas had. People in oil country that are listening to the show, they know the game, okay? And they know that Vegas finished ahead of Edmonton. They got a really good team. They do. You're not playing. This is not a team that was 30 points behind you in the stand. They're, they were two points better than Edmonton in the regular season. They've got lots of Stanley Cup pedigree and experience. They've had they, Their players have played a ton of playoff games. They're a good squad, right? They are. But at the end of the day, if you put the whistle away and Vegas is sitting at 52% penalty killing and the Oilers' power plays at 56%, you put the whistle away, who does it favor? Yeah, exactly. You, you know, Bob, there was one more play I was going to say when when Hill, uh, when Ryan got pushed in the net. Uh, yeah. uh, Hill basically body slammed him with his elbow getting up. No penalty. Well, the and call on Eichel. No, but there was a call on Eichel as Ryan drove the net. There was a terrible call. Eichel barely. T- it was a. That was a. Yeah. That and that's a call. Okay, Vegas is up. I think four one at that point in the game. Yeah, that's yeah. just a bad. That, so now you're going to even. Oh, now we're going to call it. You know what I mean? And Vegas because yeah, it was a shorthanded opportunity for Edmonton. Hey, uh, Ryan, I, thank you for the call. I got to keep going here. Okay, thanks a lot. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Let's try. Uh, Chris on line number three. Chris, you're in orders now. How are you doing? Doing well today, Bob. How are you? Good. What? Uh, so, you know, just a couple of thoughts on last night's game. You know, first off, you know, it was just one of those games where, you know, it, everything that went wrong did go wrong. You know, the team was flat, and it's not like you can pin the loss on one person. Like, it was just kind of a, you know, you know win is the team, loses the team. Unfortunately, and but I mean, even you know, just the thoughts on like uh, on the officiating part. It's not the reason they lost, but kind of watching that game kind of reminded me of the Winnipeg series a couple of years ago, where it's like you know, it's not the reason they lost that series, but it's like you know, you don't give a call or you you miss the blatant obvious ones. You know, takes away potential momentum. That could, you know, not a guarantee that you win or you capitalize, but you know it. It's still a case of you're influencing the game at that point when they say, oh, and, we're and, not and what happens is, so, you know, a, a, a person's out. So I work for the club. We're up front about that. You know, I work for the Oilers Entertainment. You're, you're such a homer. You work for. 
all I, what I'm saying is Edmonton has two of the best offensive players. No, they don't. Like we actually had a guy tweet when Edmonton was down three three nothing after one against LA in Game Four. He'll be on the show tomorrow. Mark Spector tweeted that LA had better skill players. What yeah, you, I disagree with. What, what are you watching for the? And of course, Edmonton came back and won that game. Uh, now, was he saying they had better skill players in the first period? Maybe that's what he meant. But like we're watching the two best offensive players of an entire era. So when you don't call penalties, you take away from their strengths. And that's what I'm saying what happened in the first period last night when the game was in the balance. From the second period on, that game was all Vegas and the Oilers didn't have enough pushback. But when the game yeah. was in balance, in, in the balance of the game, there was some odd non-calls that were obvious to everybody in the building and were a standard that was supposed to be there, Chris. You know what I'm saying? Like, they talked about making those calls. Yeah, no question. And I think the way you look at it is like, you know, there's always the conspiracy conspiracy theory that like, oh, the, you know, the NHL is out to get the Oilers and stuff. Cause, but you know what? I'm, I'm, let's be clear. I am not one of those Nor am I. people. I don't Nor am I. have time. But the, th- but the problem is, and the thing that just fuels them is the games like last night where it's like you see the obvious ones and then you kind of pick the weird one. I mean, that was a needless one by Evander Kane at the end of the first period. But then when they see, like, that's the first one you're getting called, and it's like, okay, it just feeds to those guys' narrative afterwards. And it's like, okay, well, you're not stopping their, their thought process afterwards, but that's just my thought. And it's time for Protect the Net, brought to you by Solve Cyber Security. Stay ahead of cyber threats with your team that you can trust. Visit Solve. That is S-O-1-V-E dot I-O. All right. Well, Stuart Skinner looks like he's going to be back in between the pipes for the Edmonton Oilers. Aiden Hill uh, likely to be the starter tomorrow. Uh, Jerry Johansson coming up at 135. He reps Aiden Hill amongst uh, several other players with the Sports Corporation. We'll talk a uh, multi-layered conversation. And we're going to go to Brendan. Where am I going here? Where do you want me to? Yeah, we'll go to Devin and then Nick to round it out. All right. Devin, you're on Oilers now. How you doing? Not too bad. How are you? Good. What's going on? Hey, uh, just out of curiosity, why does the media not ask uh, or interview the officials? They're not allowed to. Uh, no. That would probably help with a lot of transparency uh, with what goes on in the officiating. So the director of officiating, Stephen Wacom, and he's loathe to do interviews as well. Uh, this is part of what uh, Frank Cervalli from Daily Face off of the horses and horse racing in Alberta was talking about, is there's a lack of accountability that comes out a lot. And uh, I can recall listening to John Short in the, say, 82, 83, 83, 84, 84, 85 range, and he would have, like, Denny Morrell on the air. And Denny was a very, con- he had a very flamboyant style, and he would have uh, Denny on the show as one of the referees. Uh, Denny Morrell worked the, the game with the Flames and the Kings game six back in 1990. And Calgary Flames fans have still been not happy with him ever since. Good question, Devin. Thanks for your call. Let's go to Nick on line number seven. Nick, you're on Oilers now. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What do you got? Uh, well, I guess my per- uh, perspective is a little bit different than uh, the other folks I've been hearing. Uh, just as a ref for 12 years and a uh a player myself, you know, at the AAA and junior A, junior B levels all the way through. I'm so sick of hearing everyone complain about the refs. Like, we got to focus on the game. And that's what I was taught when I was playing. You know, there's a time and place to discuss the refs, but, you know, that's out of your control. What part of, what part, so we discussed on the show repeatedly, 
mentioned the Oilers did not play it well enough. The question I have for you is, do you believe a call or non-call can potentially influence the trajectory of how a game goes? Do you believe that? Oh, without a doubt. And, and you know, That's what we're there, saying. I'm not a, a, yeah, I'm not a huge listener on the show, and I understand this is the place you talk about it, but there's a whole vibe in the city that is just, it, it feels so over the top to me, and I think these guys are doing a pretty decent job. Um, and I guess, I guess that's my two cents. Like, I, I watched the game last night, and if I want to point a finger somewhere, you know, we started that game, it looked like we were on the power play, 5-on-5, five five, and then we threw a line out there, I forget who it was, uh, Nuge and maybe Yamamoto, uh, that we got stored on, and it was, you could feel a balloon deflate just by watching it. And that has nothing to do with the refs, right? So we let in that first goal. Yep. The, the team did not play well enough. There is no question about it. When the game was in the balance at 1-1, there was decisions made with obvious plays that had been penalties in the past, 6.30 left in the first, 4.30 left in the first. One play involving Hyman, which compromised him for the rest of the game, not on the ice today. Bouchard, the other play, a cross-check from behind. They talked about calling cross-checks from behind. Didn't call yep. either one, and then Vegas took the game over in the second period. That's the That's the point. Did we lose him? Sure. Yeah. No, well, I'm. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, Nick. We got. Oh, Nick, I, it's one thirty. I got to run. Thank you for the call. Okay, and thanks for your perspective. We'll go off to a global news. Yep. Thank you. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update at one thirty with Randy Kelburn. and when we come back from the Sports Corporation, Jerry Johansson.